0: What's up everyone, welcome to the Keep It Posse podcast. My name is Jasmine and this is episode 102. I hope you're having a great year so far, taking care of yourself and going to shows. As always, there's a lot going on, so please make sure you're watching out for yourself and taking care of yourself. And before we get started, I wanted to quickly plug in two awesome music websites the alternative, and the bad copy. While I am not doing anything with keepitpauzy.com, the cool and awesome founders of these two websites have brought me onto their teams as a contributor. Right now, it looks like I'll mostly be doing show coverage. If you like discovering new music and supporting independent music, why not check out what the staff at The Alternative and The Bad Copy are doing? Get alternative.com and thebadcopy.com. With the help of this month's guest, we are going to learn about this month's nonprofit organization featured in the POSI Spotlight. Doctors Without Borders teams deliver emergency medical aid to people in crises with humanitarian projects in more than 70 countries. Doctors Without Borders offers medical assistance to people based slowly on need, irrespective of race, religion, gender, or political affiliation. Doctors, nurses, and other frontline workers are often among the first on the scene when people's lives are upended by conflict, disease outbreaks, or natural or human-made disasters. To learn more or make a donation to Doctors Without Borders, you can visit doctorswithoutborders.org. This month's episode features Lizzie. And I'm honestly not sure when Lizzie and I started talking, but it happened during lockdown when she contacted me about bands she was doing PR for. During the day, Lizzie runs her company, 50 cc doing pr for the gaming industry and the music industry during her free time she can be found writing music or playing a punk rock show as she is the person behind teens in trouble last year teens in trouble released their self-titled ep via asian man records in this episode Lizzie and I talked about the EP, how she got involved in PR within the gaming and music industries, soundtracks, and just life in general. Now, I know I've said this before, but this is really one of my favorite episodes to date. It was a really fun one, and I hope you enjoy it. Here is my conversation with Lizzie on the Keep It Pawsy podcast. Did you hear anything while I
1: wasn't? Oh, it's better. It's better.
0: Okay, it might it it might have been the the cable then. Um. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yay. Um. Yay.
1: How are you? (laughs) Good. I'm excited. Thanks for asking me. I, of course, I've listened to the podcast before when when we've had um our bands on it. Oh, yay! Um, Or Asian man records bands. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I um. Dude, I mean,
0: it didn't hit me for a while that you're the person behind Teens in Trouble. So I was just like,
1: oh, okay, that's cool. It's another example of like trying to do too much. (laughs) And it's like, how do I do like both of this? And yeah, it's been hard, but, um, you know, uh, something I learned over time is just like, you just have to make time for things that you love doing because work is not going to love you back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're doing stuff musically and you do PR. So I guess I'll start there.
1: You do P- PR as your day job. That's what you do during the day. Yeah, I've been doing it since 2012. Yeah. Um, a long time uh, so my like i i started doing pr in video games that's like my primary job um is working in games and i've been working in games since 2007 it's a long time <laughs> um but uh in in 2017 that's when i started my own company and started doing um you know pr for clients that i wanted to support and you know that's where like when the pandemic started i i wanted to help out my friends who are in music who like had their tours canceled and and all that it's like hey you're putting out an album like let me just help you know do pr for that and um i I don't do as much music pr as like a dedicated like music pr agency or or publicist but um it is something that i do to like help friends out and i'm excited about their music and i want other people to be excited about it so yeah
0: so how did you fall into the world of PR for video games?
1: Um I started off in media. I feel like that's a a common transition for like um you know people who have maybe started in media to like go into PR after a while. Um I, at least I've seen that on the on the game side um but I was working at a site called Games Radar and uh was mostly a video editor and was like putting up trailers from different game companies and like doing some like write ups for it. so I developed my skills there and I was like, I don't know, I was really young. I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> i I wasn't even twenty one yet when I started um but I just you know kept with it and was in media for like five years um after the video editing job, I wrote for a magazine a little bit and then I decided to move to PR. In
0: 2012 um so you know you have your your video game pr and your experience with that so i guess the question is how did you fall in love with video games
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i i loved games since i was a kid like um you know my my cousins growing up like they all had like the NES and the Super Nintendo and the Genesis and like I wasn't allowed to have them because my parents didn't want to spend money on that which you know fine that's fair <laughs> uh, so every time I go to their house we'd like play Mario and Duck Hunt and Street Fighter and you know it was just a, a big part of my life and then um, around like some Christmas time I think I was. Uh, like six or seven, maybe younger, but my parents ended up getting me a Game Boy, uh, which was very, you know, I I'd asked for one for many years and they finally got one. But the hilarious thing about that is like, they got me a Game Boy with a Nintendo NES game uh, because they didn't know like, oh, you, <laughs> there's a, you have to get a specific kind of game for it. But I, you know, it's something I think fondly of and like, that was cute of them to do.
0: Yeah, that's that's funny. Like you're like, wait, cool. I like the game, but um,
1: something's <laughs> not right it. here. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: that's awesome. And um, uh, I'll I'll go a little bit. Um, man, this thing's going all over. So you fall in love. <laughs> <We're> with- like, <laughs> like, oh wait, uh, yeah, we're talking about games now. That's cool. <laughs> so you fall in love with video games, and you pursue. You end up doing your career around it and whatnot. But when was it that you fell in love with music and you're like, all right, I love music. And then what has been your journey since? Because you do PR for bands, but you're also you also have your musical project.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny. So um, I've, I've also been playing music for a very long time. Yeah. Um, typical Asian uh, upbringing my parents made me play piano growing up so I had to go through lessons for many years um like I think kindergarten through eighth grade or something like that like um yeah so around like middle school I started listening to more rock music and I was like that's cool I want to be in a band and like, you know, I want to write my own songs. I don't know where I got these ideas. Like I was such a shy kid. And I still am like pretty introverted, but like thinking that I wanted, I I think um, it's because, you know, it was a good outlet for me. Like I grew up in a household where, you know, communication wasn't a big thing, which is ironic for me to be in PR, which is all communication um you know just trying to rebel here (laughs) but um yeah so I my dad had an acoustic guitar and he doesn't really I mean he he plays like a few songs but uh he he just sort of plays for fun um but he had an acoustic guitar lying around so I just started teaching myself how to play um like in high school and then uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, started my first band <laughs> with a bunch of classmates. We weren't very good. We just covered a bunch of um, Weezer songs and Green Day songs, as you do. Um, and then we started playing shows. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we play shows around in high school. And uh, since then, I've, I've been in, like, I don't know, three or four or five different punk bands. Um so it's been a big part of my life, and it's actually a much bigger part than than video games. So I don't know. They sort of like those two different lives feel a little bit separate, even though they're they intertwine sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last band I had before Teens in Trouble was this like chiptune band called The Glowing Stars, and that was like the most like crossover thing, where it's like oh, we're making music out of like these old Game Boys. Uh, but it's still rock and roll. And uh, yeah, so that that was like one of the, the times that it like felt like my worlds were colliding. And then when I started doing music PR, that also felt like a little bit like a, of a worlds colliding scenario. That's sick. Um, and
0: I mean, I guess one kind of a nerdy point to make about music and video games is that because a theme might be is will be so popular to assault to a video game, people are going to know, oh, that's from, you know, Super Mario Brothers or (laughs) Mortal Kombat and all this stuff like nah, I I could see I do see the similarities, but also how they could remain separate.
1: I feel like they they are um, getting a little bit more intertwined these days, especially since they're. Are more different kinds of games too. It's not just like, oh, it's Mario or, you know, like, um, you know, now that there are more indie games, and it's interesting to see the parallels between like indie music and indie games where it's like everyone's just like figuring out their own thing and like doing it their own way and not really adhering to um, like, this is how a game should be made or like this is how, uh, you know, music should be. But like, you know, I think people doing it in their own way. It opens up more opportunities. So you have games like that have more like um like a, of an indie rock soundtrack, or you know, it's not just like bleeps and bloops, and you know.
0: It's true though, because it's especially in the time that we're living in. It's so easy to go online and figure out how to do stuff. You learn how to do a thing, and you're like, oh, okay. And once you get the hang of it, you kind of start developing your own thing. Um, And it just feels like that with anything really So that's cool Shout out to YouTube Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So you talk about how You have been in a number of bands Teens in Trouble is, Is your baby It's your musical project And last year you Put out your debut EP via Asian Man What does that mean To you to have it out into the world now?
1: uh it's it's hard to you know i feel like i've been been talking about this for the past year just like you know on like posts on social media and even still it's like hard to really put into words like asian man records is a label that i knew growing up a grow, girl i knew growing up um just being from the bay area and uh like the bands i was in before Or there's one band I was in where we used to play with Kenobu a lot, who was on Asian Man, and like that's sort of how, uh, or at least sort of my first memory of the label. And I don't know, it's weird. Like I've always been sort of like in the orbit of that scene, I feel like, but never really got deeply involved until recently. And so having my music on it and like working with Mike, who's amazing, (laughs) is just like. I know, I
0: feel like high school me wouldn't have uh believed it. That is so cool. There's obviously that connection that you have from when you you were young and you learned about Asian man and of course all all these bands bands you that you also get to work with, right? So it's that community. I, I personally, I mean, I'm outside of it. What I mean is, like, I'm not a musician, but I feel like yes, like, we're all a big community, but I feel like there's something with Asian man that there's just all, like, this respect all around, and it just feels like because every now and then you learn about something or someone, someone did something, and it's like, oh, wait, they did that to you, too? That sucks, and it's just you know, okay, that band or whatever, they're not getting the support anymore. But you just, I guess what I'm getting to is that there's no drama within that community with Asian man. It just feels like everyone's just all around supportive of each other. And like, dude, let's just go in and record and write this song.
1: Let's get it done. Yeah, that's been my experience with it too. And just like, just seeing all the different bands sort of like, intertwine and collaborate and and work together and just like put out cool stuff. I don't know. It's, I, I think that's another part or like another, um, I guess just like bonus of the labels, um, you know, having that sort of support network, whether it's just like even bands just being amped about your own stuff. Um, like it's, it's been really cool to meet everybody from there.
0: yeah no i think um especially uh i don't know there's something in the bay area you know you have gilman and um yeah we just
1: played there for the first time uh last month
0: um oh that's right because you did you did play a couple of shows out in california i yeah Yeah. (laughs) because okay i remember now um yeah dude (sighs) that day i was like dude i gotta go to this show it was just one of those shows that i was at where i had not seen people since before covid oh yeah no i totally get it and you know how it, it goes raining. yeah and you know how <laughs> it goes right once you get stuck someone else you run into someone else you're like yep. oh dude what's going on so yeah but <laughs> um dude i, I mean you- i hope hoping we-, we get
1: to play there again soon
0: so <laughs> yeah so okay well i guess We'll talk about that. You're playing Gilman. You played Gilman the, for the first time last month, and you are from the Bay
1: Area, you said earlier, right? Yeah, and all the other bands I've been in, like, I, we haven't played there yet. So I was like, you know, I, I'm 36 now, so many years later, I'm like, wow, finally playing Gilman.
0: <laughs> oh, sick. So the other bands that you've been in, have those bands been... Um, like none of them were from formed in the Bay Area.
1: No, they were. They were. Oh, okay. Um, but we just never got to play Gilman, just because. Uh, I don't know. We 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 never got around to it.
0: Oh man. Okay. Um. So there's got to be a show where all of Lizzie's bands play, and then <laughs> it'll just be just all the bands. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: There's so out here um, in North Carolina. They we had um, there's a annual music festival called hopscotch and it's sort of like a i don't know it's like kind of like noise pop or even like a very very micro south by southwest where it's like you know there are two main stages and then um there are a few like bars around the raleigh area that also will host like day parties so um teens in trouble played two of the day parties and then um i I was in another band at the time that also played two day parties so there's like during that weekend, I played four shows, some of them in the same day. So I don't know if I could do a, a full like show with all my bands, but I don't know. You can never say never, I guess.
0: <laughs> Challenge accepted. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't,
1: I, I'm not going <laughs> to I don't do know. Maybe some of those bands shouldn't play, again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was the first album that you ever bought?
1: Oh, my God. Um that I ever bought um, that's a good question I feel like it had to have either been like one of the, the early Green Day or Blink-182 albums Or maybe a, a No Doubt album because I was listening to them um, you know in middle school uh, so one of those I can't remember the first one exactly it was one of those
0: good picks. Yeah, good sure. good picks, regardless, though. Um,
1: and well, I mean,
0: Gwen is doing her thing, but it's cool to see that all the all all of them are still out there doing stuff. What was the first concert or show you ever went to?
1: First concert, um, I feel like. It had to be, um, well, I've been to a lot of, like, local shows, (laughs) you know, like, I think my very first show was, like, a local uh, DIY punk show in Pacifica, California, um, like, when I was in high school, but then, like, first, I guess, like, big act um maybe i, I think i saw the get of kids at like virgin records <laughs> they played um like sort of a stripped down set for one of their album releases or something but i really liked the get of kids growing up and uh seeing them you know play at, it it was like a free show at, at the record store so that was really cool i think i was in early high school or something <laughs> That's pretty cool. I didn't learn
0: about the getup kids till later, so you were you were a cool freshman, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh oh the funny <laughs> thing about that is like I, I discovered the getup kids from like this mixtape that a guy made. Um who it was like all emo. Um and then he gave it to my cousin because he had a crush on her, but she just gave it to me. <laughs> that so is- I was like, damn, this is this is a really good mixtape
0: <laughs> it's funny that you say that because that just reminded me of nick and Nora's infinite playlist have you seen that movie no i haven't um well long story short because i don't want to ruin it for anybody <laughs> but <laughs> it, i mean it happens at the beginning of the film but the friend the um what's her name kat dennings her-, her character she like loves music right and so there's this girl she goes to, to school with They're not friends or anything. Um, And I I forgot that girl's name. But anyway, her boyfriend is making all these mixed CDs for her and she thinks it's crap. So she would toss it (laughs) into the trash can and Kat Dennings, her character, would pick it out and just take it and listen to it.
1: I wonder Um, how often that happens to people. (laughs) I guess that was like Spotify playlists and stuff or... But
0: it, but it's funny because that's how um, you end up learning about all these bands and stuff. Um, yeah, but and I guess it's kind of parallel to like the whole video game thing and music because the way I learned about the Get Up Kids was through One Tree Hill and their and their soundtrack um, and just all the songs that they would have on the show. I'm like, dude, like. I don't know. I learned about all these bands because of that show, but that's another story. <laughs> but
1: soundtracks, well, mix CDs. The, the interesting thing yeah. is like I feel like there's some people that are like discovering music from video games too. Um like I um you know, there there'll be bands that are I know Pup was like I think it was Pup, or maybe it's Jeff Talk or both, but they they had like music in the latest NHL game (laughs) so people you know figure out like oh what's this band playing like even with Tony Hawk Pro Skater which was a long time ago but there you know that had a killer soundtrack where I'm like oh my god who are these bands they're awesome yeah no um
0: good times and I'm and I'm glad to see that it's um music discovery is you know it's still happening that way, but it's expanded onto other outlets and platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. The get up kids for show stripped <laughs> down. to, two. I'm like, what was the question? <laughs> um, okay. What's your favorite thing about
1: music? I guess, I mean, one, it, it just makes me feel good. Like it, it's emotive it's exciting um there there are songs that just like take you on journeys which sounds like cheesy but um i was putting together this playlist recently because um i'm supposed to do this radio uh this radio show uh this weekend where they asked me to put a playlist together and i was like some of these songs are just just amazing like all all the different changes and dynamics and and so that's like just from a listening perspective. Um and I you know, I just love rocking out. So like any song that can like make me move is is great. Um and then like on the on the songwriting end, it's been really fun to just collaborate with people and um you know, Teens in Trouble is mostly I don't know, it's it's I have been calling it my solo project. Sometimes it feels weird to call it that. Um, because we have been doing more band stuff, but the, the lineup is, um, like, I guess the, the people that I record with are different from people I play with live because <laughs> everyone's in different places, which is sort of an exciting on its own. Like that's something that I didn't think was possible before that you could just play with people that you don't necessarily live in the same town with, um, because everything's a lot more online and stuff. Um. But, yeah, just being able to make music with people who are just as excited about it as you are has been a very nice feeling.
0: That's awesome. Um, and it's important to uh, to do that, to be able to do it with people that enjoy it as much as you do, Um because unfortunately, you do learn about like, uh, yeah, we just weren't on the same page. So, you know, so and so decided to just ex- exit, leave the band or whatever. Um, yeah. Or, it you know, unfortunately, it's not even that. Sometimes it's like, yeah, right now, unfortunately, it's not a priority of theirs. And they got to They have other things um, to to take care of. But it sounds like you have a, a very supportive and um, a very supportive team behind you um and the ep is awesome
1: so thank you yeah thanks for including it in your list that that was really cool to see
0: yeah dude and i gotta be honest last year has been um it's probably the year that i've listened to music the least which may sound crazy but it's just been a weird time dude like i don't know Um, yeah but i'm like no like pay attention jasmine like and then also, I mean, it's great, but dude, there's just so many bands
1: putting out music.
0: Um, it, it like, really, I feel like
1: <laughs> just so much. I mean, like, it's exciting. I don't know. I don't know if part of it is like, you know, coming out, at least for me, coming out of the pandemic felt sort of illuminating. And they just like, that's how I started getting back into Teens in Trouble, because that was a project I started in 2015. And I put out a single called Santa Monica, like, I was unemployed at the time, and uh, I was like, well, I'll just, like, you know, spend time playing music for a bit until I get a new job, and so put out Santa Monica, had plans to, like, do an album, and then I got another job, and I was like, oh, well, I guess that's that for now. I'm too busy, Um, and then I just kept putting it off because I was working a lot, and I, there was like even a point in time where, in like 2017, I was like, "Well, I guess that's it. I I'm done playing music because I hate all the songs I'm writing and I don't feel inspired." Because a lot of my work is just like writing press releases and like, um, uh, you know, there is there there's a lot of creativity involved in PR, but it's it's much diff- it's a totally like different brain than you know how I you know, play music or or do something creative in, like, in that aspect. Um, so I wasn't feeling inspired. And then uh, when we moved to North Carolina, it was sort of, like, hitting the reset button. It's like, hey, okay, I'm going to, like, you know, I moved here and then found a band to play in, like, a few months later. And then we played a few shows. This band's called Blab School. They, they still play around. Um, But then the pandemic happened and then that just sort of like gave me more space to um, put more time into music. And I feel like that happened to a lot of people too. Like uh, my friends who had their tours canceled were like doing these songwriting workshops and just like trying to connect with people online um, during that time. And I think everyone just sort of emerged from it with like all this new music and like you know, I think I remember the first show I went to after the pandemic. The energy was just ridiculous. like I was like, "Whoa, everyone's so into it. Everyone's like so happy to like you know be out at a concert and like you know even the bands had like just electric energy too, like everyone was just like so pent up inside." <laughs> Dude, heck yeah, man. That like that first
0: concert. I think, yeah, dude. That pretty much sums it up. Although, to add on to that, for me, I also I will also add a little bit of paranoia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, oh man, dude. I'm uh, just yeah, but no, it's true though. Um, and yeah, no, I I get you 100 about when you're like working a lot and like. I'm just gonna get home and just I'm just gonna knock you out man I'm so tired (laughs) you
1: know what I mean or like yeah no I get it I never used to be a morning person because like that I cannot wake up early for the life of me but then I kept trying to figure out like when can I like make time for music and like after work no go like I my brain does not work anymore like I just want to like lay down and watch shows. <laughs> um, but then so then in the mornings, I've tried to like carve out time to, you know, I'll do some writing and uh, maybe play around on guitar a little bit and then I'll, I'll do work. But then at least like I put in some time, even though I was sleepy, but sometimes like my best ideas come when I'm sleepy. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> What's the best advice that's been given to you throughout your career? And what's the best advice that's been given to you by a musician?
1: Okay. (laughs) This sounds like morbid or whatever. It's not really morbid, but like um, work's not going to love you back. So that's something, you know, you can work real hard and like try to do the best job that you can and, you know, um, work put all this time into your career, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, do what makes you happy and, um, you know, make time for things that you love to do because uh, it's not guaranteed that we'll always have our career or our job. Um, so, you know, sometimes people... We'll be like, oh, I can't do this thing because I have work or, you know, I, I don't have time, but it's just about making the time to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that's not like, really like career advice, but that's something that's helped me, you know, maintain, maintain some sort of happiness or sanity throughout, like, whatever job I'm doing. Um, obviously, you, you want to do a good job, but like, it's, it's not everything,
0: I get what you're saying. Um, Do the best you can, but... Don't sweat it if something didn't end up working out and you just get back at it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the exception, and and this goes for myself too, it's like, you really want to like, like your job or like love your job. You know, sometimes the, the best thing to do is just like start your own business. But even still, it's not like... You'll, it's still work, you know, at the end of the day, like I
0: i am doing my own thing,
1: but um, it's, it's still hard and you have to separate like what, what work is from like things that you're passionate about. You know, some people are passionate about the things that uh, they do career wise, you know, and especially if that's music, <laughs> but I feel like there's still like a balance that you, you can't just like do the same thing all the time. Or else you might resent it. I also realized I didn't answer your last the The two, the second part of the two-parter. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to
0: repeat <laughs> it? Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the best advice that's been given to you by a musician? It's just to have fun.
1: A lot of bands or musicians will have different goals. And I think for me in my life right now, you know, I'm, I'm working full-time. And I... I love playing music but I don't it, it's hard for me to think about it as a career for myself because uh maybe that's something I should have no that's not even true I don't even want to say that's something I should have done a long time ago I'm like happy where I am right now and I feel like because I'm just having fun with it um I feel like it's been much easier to just you know enjoy the opportunities that have been coming with the music too. Um, and and it also takes off the pressure, you know, you just make music for yourself. And like, if you're doing it authentically and like speaking your truth, like you'll find people who enjoy your music. And, you know, I, I feel like that's how I've sort of been approaching teens in trouble. It's just like, I just wanna write music. And I'm trying to like, I've been on this journey to find <laughs> my voice because, um you know just like the first time i've really just had my own project everything else has been you know as a band that's where like everyone has more input um and and there's nothing wrong with that i just you know i feel like now i'm writing like for my voice which i'm still figuring it out but um yeah i i feel like with that i've been grateful that people resonated with it and um. yeah, I feel like there have been so many opportunities that have come up where I'm just like, wow, I never would have imagined this in a million years, but um here we are. <laughs> and that's not even that, like, trying to aim at something other than, like, just trying to play what feels right to you.
0: Yeah, no, that's true, though. And it, it feels like it could be with anything, like, Um, if you run a a blog or if you do a podcast or, well, but how many views am I getting on it or listens? Is it worth Mm -hmm. it? It's like, dude, who cares if you're fat, if you're having fun with it, just keep doing it.
1: How do you keep it (laughs) posy? Well, I guess, you know, part of that is also just having fun. But I, I think like, And this is something that I've also learned over the pandemic um, is just making time to take care of yourself. Um, That's something that I, I feel like I have forgotten a lot just because I'm like, well, I have to do this thing for work. And, you know, I have to, you know, there are other people that rely on me for things. But at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you can't really take care of other people um and so you know for me that that can mean many different things for many different people and for me it's like I I carve out that time in the morning to just like write a bunch if I don't write then my brain's like this mess um I also do yoga every day or I try to do it every day um and that just helps me feel like not like (laughs) a frigid little thing (laughs) um but and yeah, I've started to like meditate more. Um it's hard for sure because I there's so many distractions in the world and like it, even for me, like sometimes it's still a struggle where I'm like, okay, just you know, I need to like turn off my computer, put the phone away, that kind of thing. And just like, you know, I I need the the space to uh I guess sort of um you know, learn to let go of, like, negative feelings. And um, that's something that I've learned over time, too. Because I used to hold grudges, and I used to be an angry person. And I used to, like, feel this, like, physical hardness inside my chest all the time from just, like, uh, you know, putting blame on other things. and And I think over time, like... I realize I don't want to feel that like it hurt. It actually hurts, you know. Um, and so I don't know, just just being mindful about you know how you move in the world, and, and I know it sounds all like hokey pokey now, but that's sort of where I've been like these last two um, two years or three years now, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that that was my my sort of like long winded answer for that, but the bottom line is just like making time for yourself. No,
0: but it's true though. You have to make time for yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, like you said, how are you, how are how are you going to be able to help out and take care of others? No, but it is true. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was just going to say like, yeah, my whole job is centered around like taking care of other people. Like when you're doing PR, you have like all these clients and you have to like, you know, do your best to like give each single one attention and, and um, you know, take care of all their needs. And it's, it's hard when you're like, it, it's a, it's a very hard job to do if you're not like happy with yourself or like, you don't feel like content with yourself. Well, I
0: guess a follow-up question to that, because um, I, I, I mean, unless you're a band that's been doing it for a long time, but there's other bands that that may it may be their first band ever that you know the person is in. Um, because I've seen I I saw someone post about this a while ago who also does PR. Um, Mike at Earshot Media, he um made a post about how like sometimes a band may not realize everything that goes into leading just right into that first press release, right? Yeah. Oh, that's I, I think big, yeah. Because I I, <laughs> oh <my> I, <laughs> I look at it from the outside. Like I know you have to talk to the client first and see if you guys are gonna be a good match or fit, you know, and then talk about the layout of what it is they're gonna be doing or whatever. I mean, you have a procedure and there's a process to it. But I guess I don't even know where I was going
1: with this. I don't know if it was a thought or I mean, question. It made maybe. me think about something, though. Where it's like, oh,
0: there's so much that
1: goes into like that first release, for sure. Like one thing here's uh, PR advice number two: <laughs> is like plan as early as possible. Like this happens to me on both like games and music. But if you're coming to somebody and you're like, "Hey, I have this thing I want to announce next week," it's already too late. Like you need months. <laughs> Um, and you know, there, there are other like outlets I've worked with before. Where it's like, they've gotten mad at me when I've given them a song a week in advance. They're like, are you kidding me? I'm like super busy right now. I need like six weeks. And it's like, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you know, cause if you think about it from like, uh, you know, media's perspective too, they're getting thousands of emails a day. Like how are they going to drop everything for your announcement next week? Unless, you know there's that person is
0: cool yeah i no i totally get that i could never be mad at you though so i know for a fact it wasn't me yeah it wasn't (laughs) you oh but but yeah i guess that's where i was going too because it goes from like you know people would be like oh yeah just hit up so and so and maybe they could help you but it's like dude but maybe they're already like booked for mm-hmm. the rest of the year Um, and they may not be able to help you do PR
1: Yeah, or, like you I know already what? know what I'm working on for like the whole 2020 like at least the whole first half of 2023 and then like later half you know there's some wiggle room but you know people plan these out in advance and you know it, it sucks to see um you know some bands who you know some some bands or musicians they don't they don't care and that's fine (laughs) like they just want to put their music out there and that's great that's a great way to be but other people who want to like make some you know more of a thing out of it and like do the big pr push and all that like you know i'll see them just put it out there and then like pitch people day of and like have nothing happen it's like well of like you know once you have masters ready then you know start start um doing your pr or even before that actually like start planning ahead um and then by the time you have your masters then you can like pitch it to people
0: yeah that's a good way of looking at it too <laughs> i was already figuring now by september of last year how many episodes i was gonna put out this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah see there you Cause, go because you have to man especially because i by then i was already like damn i think i'm gonna have to take a break at some point but yeah i guess plan ahead as much as you can right that would be that ad- some advice where was i going with this yeah i guess that was just a thought because sometimes i feel like okay well People just think, oh man, like I don't know how so and so didn't was in a bigger band. But then you realize as time goes on and as you learn more. Well well, number one, maybe it just wasn't their time. The sound is great, but it was just a timing thing. Sometimes it could be a budget thing. If they had a Mm -hmm. label, maybe the label just didn't invest as much on them as you know, they could have or should have. I don't know. But I don't know. It was was just a thought,
1: I guess, I had. Yeah, no, that's been interesting to me, too. And even just, like, being where I am now and, like, looking at other artists from, like, wow. Like, these, there's so many talented people, you know, putting out great music, and they're, like, really young. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm not there anymore. But, you know, at least... I, I'm glad that, um, you know, that I, I never used to think this was true, but I, I believe it more now. It's like, it's it's not too late to do anything. You just do it. It's like, that's the the biggest thing is you just have to do it.
0: Yeah, dude, you know, when you when you when I hear people say something like that, I always look at the national. Cause I think they didn't. They didn't even form a band, or I'm not sure what the history. But they were like in their 30s when they kind of just took yeah. off. I think. Um, so yeah, dude, let's go. Let's just <laughs> yeah. let's
1: do it. I mean, just do it. Yeah. Just
0: do it. Who cares? Um,
1: but um, this is not a sponsored, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Not like Not affiliated with Nike in any way. Uh, yeah. There was another band too, I think Emery. I'm not sure, but I think they didn't form or they didn't start to learn how to play music until they were in college. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. It's just everyone has their own history and their own story. But
1: yeah. uh, And even for me, like, I mean, I I know I talked about being in piano lessons like as a kid, but I was a kid. So I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. Or like looking back, it's like, oh man, I wish. If I like actually took it seriously, I would be such a good musician right now. But you know, I am where I am now, and like I just got to work with what I have. Um, but like over the pandemic, I, I did start to take like some guitar lessons, even though I've been in bands for um, for many years. Like I've only been playing power chords, and so now with guitar lessons, I've been like learning a few more leads, and even like some of the the lead lines I came up with in the EP. I was like, wow, I wouldn't. I don't think I would would have come up with that. Even though they're like really simple, but I feel like I just have a better ear now than I did uh, in the last band I was in. Even so,
0: that's sick. Everyone it's it happen. <laughs> it's never too late. I don't care yeah. what they say. How often do we hear about the eighty year old uh, lady who finished her college degree? Just do it, people. Right? Think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just go, let's uh, yeah. go. I mean, same for me. Like I, I didn't finish college until. Like, uh, I was, I think I was 30. Yeah, um, because I just had to, you know, everyone, that's the thing that I think is most important is that everyone has a different path. Like, I was working a lot. I dropped out of school a bunch of times because I was like, I'm going to tour with this band now. or <laughs> Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I already have a job, so I don't need to finish school. And then, like, I think it came up to a point where I'm like, I think I'll just do it. I had, I had time, this was that same year that I was unemployed and like started Teens in Trouble, but I was like, you know, it, it was something that was hanging over my head for a long time. And like with my parents who were just like, you know, I could be, you know, running a multimillion dollar company. I don't, but if I was, my parents would still be like, but did you finish school yet? <laughs> so it was just like this thing that was, uh, um, you know, it was just a, a hang up of mine that was like, once I got my degree, which I feel like, I don't know, the only reason I, I have it is just to like, feel at peace with, with, you know, that and like, you know, doing, you know, making my parents happy in that aspect, I guess, but I can't tell you a thing that <laughs> I, I did in that, uh, in like the two years of like this marketing course to um like I was already doing my job in marketing After so it made college easy for sure but you know I I didn't have the traditional like oh after high school like finish school in like four years and then like get a job (laughs) yeah no for sure and like I mean
0: everybody has their own path and their own you know route and um That's why I kind of was like, dude, just do whatever you want. As long as you're not out there committing crimes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, dude, because you do hear a lot of emphasis more on how people go to trade schools. Because, dude, like we need people to do all kinds of things. Yeah, we need doctors and we need lawyers, but we also need plumbers and, you know, hair salons like it's crazy how like they were one of some of the most affected people when COVID yeah. became a thing so yeah guys just do it not nike affiliated Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lizzie i'm so glad we got a chance to talk i hope um you're open to being on the podcast again in the future
1: oh yeah thanks this was super fun
0: um do you have
1: any last words for the people um i guess you know (laughs) follow tina trouble (laughs) on instagram and uh all the things i guess um and also you know take care of yourself yay
0: So that was my conversation with Lizzie. I had such a blast speaking with her. Please do yourself a favor and give Teens in Trouble a listen. If you want to keep up with Teens in Trouble on social media, it's at Teens in Trouble across all platforms. And if you're looking to hire someone to do PR for your band, why not learn more at 50cc.net? T Y cc.net. Thank you again to Lizzie for being on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posse podcast playlist. You can find it on Spotify and Tidal. I'm Not Worried has been added to the playlist and it's off the band's self-titled EP. If you like what you hear, you can purchase the music at teensintrouble.bandcamp.com. Teens in Trouble is on tour right now, so you can even see Lizzie and her band if they're coming to a city near you. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media. Even though the website is on the break, I'm still checking my email and will try to reply to everything. Keepapossey.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep a Posse podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posi always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you got to help that person get back up.